Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really excited to have with me Jared Krause on the line. Jared is the founder and CEO of Buying Online Businesses, where he helps people buy already established income-earning websites to replace their income so that they can have more time doing what they love and with whom they love. So, Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Greatly appreciate it. So Jared, you have a pretty interesting story on how you got here, right? You didn't start out in tech or website design or anything like that. No. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started with this and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. I used to be a plumber, got out of school and started plumbing straight away and worked my way up through the ranks and became a supervisor. But I realized that I just didn't like that lifestyle and I was working, overworking. I was commuting a lot, working big hours, 60, 70 hours, and that's just work, let alone the commute. So I realized I needed to you know, do something different. So I went away, quit my job and traveled and did a lot of traveling and I'd come home broke Oh, not broke, not so broke, but come home with little money, have to start work again and keep repeating that cycle until one day I found myself living in Egypt and I was like, I can't go back to this plumbing life or this lifestyle I have in Australia. So I need to work out how to, you know, do something I love. What's my goal? Uh, I found out a goal, which was to travel the world. I wanted to do that. So how can I do that? Make money online. Um, so I literally typed into Google how to travel the world and make money online. And what popped up were people starting website businesses. And then I started some website business and I found it so damn hard. 90% of all startups fail. So I thought, well, hang on a second. I came across a stat. Hang on a second. If 90% of startups fail, why don't I go away and buy a website that's past that 90% failure rate? And so I taught myself how to do that. And I did. And I bought one. Then I bought another one. I was making more money from those two businesses. So I quit my job and then I bought another one. And then people started finding out what I was doing and, and asked me to teach them what I know. And that's where I ended up today to teaching people how to buy website businesses. So that's really interesting that you say that. So are we talking websites that are already affiliate marketing businesses or were they already selling tangible products? Like what kind of websites were these that you started to get involved with? Yeah, so the first type of website business I bought was a membership type website where people pay to get access to a bunch of data. And it could be a bunch of information. You know, it could be like an accounting software that people pay for, like a SaaS business, which stands for software as a service or a membership business like Netflix or Audible or something like that. That was my first business I bought. And the other two main categories are what you mentioned is content websites, making money from either affiliate links or ads, a combination of both as well sometimes, and then e-commerce as well. So I bought e-commerce sites where they're selling physical products and that could be either drop shipping, sell product distribute or 3PL, which is third-party logistics or 
Amazon FBA. So there's a multitude range of different businesses out there that people can buy that are particularly online businesses. And the goal was to help people buy things where they can work from home or travel and work. Very interesting. So this is actually, you know, part of your one big tip, which is not to start a web based business, but to actually buy one. I've had other people on this program that have, you know, that have talked about buying existing businesses, you know, and these can also be whether, you know, whether they're digitally based or brick and mortar based, Mm. right? I would assume that the fundamentals for what you're talking about here are basically the same. First of all, does it create a profit? Do they have a list? Do they already have traffic to the site? What kind of factors are you looking for when you evaluate what kind of website business to buy? Spot on. The fundamentals are very similar. The business that I decide to buy is going to be determined on how much risk I really am looking at taking on and how I can have that risk be minimized. So there are risks when you're buying anything, especially a business. And what I like to look for in a business is where the risk isn't as high and I can still also minimize the risk as a new owner. For example, if a website is like you talked about, an affiliate website, and most of its traffic comes from just Google and search engine traffic, Google can change the algorithm and you know defer a lot of traffic from your website to other sites and it can penalize your site or it can change how your keywords get ranked in the algorithm and that can prevent a lot of traffic. And less traffic means less money, especially for a content website or affiliate and advertising website. So I would look at how is a website business like that able to minimize their risk and It could be build out an email list. A lot of people with an affiliate site, Jeff, don't have an email list. And it could also be having more traffic coming from a social media channel such as YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. And so I look at those indicators and see if there's websites that have that in the business when they're selling them. And then if I can double down on those and build those channels bigger or also, you know, diversification through different affiliates and not just one big affiliate like Amazon just cut their commissions this year, as did Walmart. So diversification between affiliates and going direct to retailers helps as, as well. So there's, it's hard to answer that just precisely in one, one question. But the things that I look for is how do I reduce my risk as an owner of a site? You know, it's really interesting that you say that because all of these channels that you mentioned, Facebook, Amazon, YouTube, you know, these are all channels that you effectively do not control, right? So you may have had some good luck, you know, getting traffic from them and, you know, maybe Facebook has been good to you, but you mess up just once, like there's nobody to call, right? There's nobody to go in there and say, you guys shot me off. Why'd you do that? You know, you're going to get some faceless, some faceless answer and they may or may not turn you back on right? So really the only type of traffic that you that you can control is your email list, right? Because that you can bring, you know, maybe if MailChimp shuts you down, you can bring it over to ActiveCampaign, but it's still your list, right? It's still something that you can do. What are some of the other factors that you look for, like above and beyond the basics of like how the traffic comes in? I would imagine that there's also uh, factors in terms of fulfillment, even the types of websites that you are that you're going to control. So, for example, if you are looking to buy a SaaS site, a software as a service that makes logos, for example, right? But if you don't have a lot of experience with that, how do you look at that? at that market and figure out like, okay, I can make this bigger or I should pass on it. Yeah. So this is where you you want to have a bit of education in buying websites first. And this is what I tell people is that 
if you learn how to buy a website business, what happens is you're going to look at multiple website businesses. You're not just going to look at one and you're going to do due diligence on a lot of different website businesses. And from doing so, the second order consequence and the third order consequences that come from doing that work means that you're going to, just from looking at a lot of those businesses, you're going to see how they run and how they actually grow and what their you know marketing strategies are and all these different things that they have involved with their business. And that is a massive education in itself. And a lot of people come to the space like, oh, I have to learn this due diligence thing. I just want to own a business. Well, Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't skip steps to wealth. This isn't a get rich quick thing either. Jeff, you know that like, this is like a, a slow process to real wealth. Like the, what is the richest, one of the richest persons in the world do? He's named Warren Buffett. He buys businesses. Why do we need to go away and reinvent the wheel? We should just learn how to buy businesses and we don't need to even grow them ourselves. We can hire experts to do that. We can hire consultants to do that. We have a multitude of different places online where we can hire virtual assistants for $5 an hour that can run our businesses for us. I mean, you can you can learn some of the high-level strategies and throughout the throughout the due diligence process and uh, also when you start learning about online businesses and then you can go, right, I know I need to do this. I don't know how to do the art myself or the science of this work myself. Who's the best at that in this field and can I afford to hire them? If they're too expensive for the work I'm trying to achieve, who is maybe the second or third best and then can I hire them? to do the work for me. And that's what I would say the best approach is. You can learn how to do this yourself. You can be the CEO um, or you can hire operators as well. So that's really interesting. What I'd like to learn uh, from you specifically is, uh, do you have an example? And you don't necessarily need to give names, right? But I really would like to know of an example type site that uh, that you purchased and you were actually able to add value to and how you were able to add value to it. And conversely, if you can please take a minute to talk about a site that maybe you didn't do so well with, maybe that you regretted buying, and what was the key lesson you learned after you committed funds to that? And you're like, oh, geez, that was a mistake. (laughs) Two great questions. I'll give you an example of one. Um, It was the second business I ever bought. I I bought this business in the e-commerce space. It was a tailored product. And so what I did is I went through and they had uh, the order process was very, very clunky because the product was a tailored product. So what they, the customer had to do in their customer journey was fill out a form to make an order. And then that form, you know, would go back, you know, it was in English and it had to get translated to a, nif- a different language and it gets sent to somebody in a different country to try and, you know, develop that order and, and change different things on it and then get back and then, then once that was confirmed that then the person could pay for the for the product um, and there was just like it was terrible and so I took over this business and uh, I had one person doing order fulfillment and I just I kept them doing the order fulfillment and some of the customer service whilst I built out this tool online where they could just customize their own order on the website, pay for it all at the same time, get everything that they wanted, add requirements and all that sort of stuff. And then that would tr- automatically translate to that language that it need to get put into. And that person on the other end in the other country could just print that out, give it to the team, create that order and send it out straight away. So it just minimized the ordering process time and it also removed a lot of bad user experience things that were happening. So it simplified the whole business. Uh, so I also removed that person that wasn't needed because I replaced her with a you know a system and a process. 
and I kept my other customer service person on and then put some money into marketing and, and grew this business and we achieved 100% return in seven months. So I'd say I bought the business for X amount of money. I received that money back within uh, seven months. So that was a good that was a good example on the second business I bought. The first business I bought to your question was like, what, you know, what was a mistake that we can learn from? And the mistake was going alone and trying to learn how to do due diligence myself. And I bought this website business and it was making money. And I was pretty excited about that because my first purchase and I was like, wow, this, this, this system, this thing of buying a website business actually works. Like I didn't know anybody in the world hadn't spoken to anybody in the world that had bought an online business before. So I really studied a lot myself on how to conduct due diligence and I did quite well. There was one thing that I missed out that was pretty crucial is that I was buying a database of suppliers and wholesalers that people would tap into so they could start their own website business. And I didn't check to see how valid or up-to-date that database was. And so after a certain time, a lot of those businesses or wholesalers were shutting down and no longer in business and people were paying into a database that was not very valid or current. So I should have done some research into that and that business sort of fizzled out because of that. So yeah, the lesson learned was have somebody on your side to look at businesses when you're buying them who's done this before and also learn how to do due diligence. <laughs> that's that's very, very key. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jared, can you please let everyone know where they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you just want to reach out to me directly, just go to my website and where you can learn more about me as well is go to my website too. We have been lucky enough to be ranked the top three best passive income podcasts online. So just go to buyingonlinebusinesses.com and then there's the podcast page, there's a contact page, there's all the other stuff that you can check out there. And yeah, learn more about what we're doing and maybe how we can help, maybe how we can't help. And also contact me if you've got questions. Amazing stuff. Jared, thank you so much for getting up early today. I know that the uh, time difference between Miami and Miami and Australia is pretty steep. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today and dropping all this value on the, you know, on our listeners. It's been really great. You're so welcome. And thank you, Jeff, for having me. Appreciate it. 